everybody. Welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is March 26th. Today we're going to continue in Doctrine and Covenants 29, but we're going to skip over a few verses. After the Lord teaches about the millennium, he's going to talk about judgment and things that are going to happen post-millennium. And then he starts to get into some more doctrines that apply more to what we're living now in our lives and how we're living our lives right now. Starting in verse 34, he says, Wherefore, verily I say unto you, that all things unto me are spiritual, and not at any time have I given unto you a law which was temporal, neither any man nor the children of men, neither Adam your father whom I created. Behold, I gave unto him that he should be an agent unto himself, and I gave unto him commandment. But no temporal commandment gave I unto him, for my commandments are spiritual. They are not natural, nor temporal, neither carnal, nor sensual. Now, I absolutely love this idea that all things are spiritual and not temporal. And I think that this is important to recognize in two different ways. First of all, I'm going to talk about what it's saying here, and that is the law. Every law that God has given to us is a law that is spiritual. And I think we make the mistake sometimes, and I know I was really guilty of this when I taught seminary. I was a young seminary teacher and didn't always teach things right. I'll be the first to admit that. And the older I've gotten and the more I've studied, the more I've realized that I wish I would have done things a little bit differently. Because I think that it is easy sometimes to take certain laws in the gospel and to make them a temporal thing. Does that make sense? There are certain laws that we can focus on the temporal aspect of it. Things like the word of wisdom, like tithing, like fasting, like the law of chastity. All these things that have to do with temporal things and temporal blessings. And I feel like I really missed the mark oftentimes when I taught about those things. <laughs> it actually reminds me of a story. When my husband and I were very first married, he was the ward mission leader. He was terrified of that calling, by the way. he That was his fearful calling. He got put in as the ward mission leader in our singles ward when we were engaged, and he was so happy to get married. In fact, I'm pretty sure that he married me so that he could leave the singles ward and get out of that calling. So we laughed really hard when he got put in as the ward mission leader as newlyweds. And it seems like pretty much every calling he's had since has revolved around missionary work. So we have both really grown to love it. But when he was ward mission leader, we had just a couple months of having some really interesting elders. And he was on splits with one of those elders one time. And that elder was teaching about the word of wisdom. He explained, yeah, the word of wisdom, we don't drink tea, coffee, we don't smoke tobacco, we don't do drugs, we don't drink, and he's explaining this all. And the person that he was teaching kind of stopped and he said, whoa, 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 what about, why, why wouldn't you drink tea? Tea is good for you. There are studies that say tea is good for you. Why no tea? And, you know, here he had this opportunity to teach about the spiritual aspect of the word of wisdom to teach about the spiritual strength that we gain as we learn to say no to temporal desires. <laughs> and rather than do that, my husband and I laugh about this all the time, rather than do that, he said, well, I'll tell you why. The Titanic came from England, and in England, they drank tea all the time. 
And just a few years ago, they were searching the wreckage of the Titanic and they found a bunch of handbags, just handbags all over the Titanic. And then they realized it wasn't handbags. It was people's stomachs. That's what the tea did to their stomach. So can you imagine what it's doing to you? And my husband's jaw hit the ground when this elder said that just floored because that's not that's not how God would have us obey. He's not a God of fear. He's a God of love. And as it says here, his commandments aren't temporal commandments. They're spiritual commandments. If we want people within our stewardship who are teaching to live a commandment, not just for a year or a month or for the time that we are with them, if we want them to live commandments for a lifetime, we have to be better at teaching the spiritual aspects of commandments. It's like Elder Packer teaches, true doctrine understood changes attitudes and behavior. The study of the doctrines of the gospel will improve behavior quicker than a study of behavior will improve behavior. So if we're focusing on the doctrines, true doctrines, that is how we plant these temporal commandments into our hearts by studying the doctrine, by studying the spiritual aspect rather than the temporal aspect. The other thing that I think is really important to understand here is it says, all things unto me are spiritual. Now, I think that that's really important to understand as we serve in the church. I think oftentimes there are certain callings that can feel really administrative at times. Death by meetings, <laughs> rather than being out there and ministering to the people. However, all things are spiritual. And if part of your calling includes a lot of administrative work, it is important to realize that that administration is as spiritual to the Lord as the ministry is to the Lord. It's two parts of the same coin because all things are spiritual to the Lord. Now, the second part that I absolutely love about these verses is in verse 35, where it says, Behold, I gave unto him that he should be an agent unto himself. Now, I absolutely love that because one of my favorite topics in the gospel is agency, grace and agency. Those two topics are my favorites. But I could talk about agency all day long. What a blessing it is that our Father in Heaven gives us the opportunity to be agents for ourselves. I have that verse cross-referenced to 2 Nephi chapter 2, verse 14, where it says, There is a God, and He hath created all things, both the heavens and the earth, and all things that in them are, both things to act and things to be acted upon. And you and I, my friends, were created to act, not to be acted upon. And I think that that is so important to remember. Oftentimes we get bogged down in a victim mentality, thinking that things are just how they are and they can't change and that's all there is to it. But my friends, that's not true. We were made to act. We were made to be agents unto ourselves and we can make choices to change our circumstances. And my friends, those choices are so much easier to make when we know where we want to end up. Think about the story of Alice in Wonderland. I'm talking about the old creepy cartoon, not the new creepy movie. But in the old creepy cartoon, Alice is walking through the forest. She's seeing signs that are pointing to all different ways to go. And she's confused. 
She comes across the Cheshire cat and she asks him, which way do I go? And he says, that depends. Where do you want to end up? And she says that she doesn't know. And he says, then it doesn't matter what path you take. Any path will get you there. My friends, when we, with a firm mind, understand who we are, what we can become, and where we want to end up, then there becomes a very clear path for us. But we still are agents unto ourselves and have to choose for ourselves the path that we are going to take. But it is my testimony that as we choose the path that our Heavenly Father has laid out for us, that we find greater joy and peace in this life. Elder Scott once said, To all who desire to enjoy the supernal blessings of agency, I testify that agency is strengthened by our faith and obedience. Agency leads us to act, to seek that we may find, to ask that we may receive guidance from the Spirit, to knock on that door that leads to spiritual light and ultimately salvation. I bear witness that our Savior Jesus Christ is the source of that light, even the light and life of the world. As we use our agency to follow Him, His light will grow within us brighter and brighter until that perfect day when we are welcomed into the presence of our Father in Heaven for all eternity. That we will use our agency to that sacred and glorious end, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.